Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In Romans chapter 16, the Apostle Paul declared, quote, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Are you a fellow worker for Christ Jesus like Priscilla and Aquila were? Is the church grateful for you and your service to Jesus and his kingdom? Let's open our Bible now to Romans chapter 16 and look at some amazing examples of genuinely hard workers in the kingdom of Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, good morning and uh, golly, welcome to another teaching. It's a it's a good morning here at uh, Kingdom Discipleship. It's a good morning everywhere in the world because Jesus is on the throne and he will always be on the throne. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Golly, it's just a good day to be loving on Jesus, spending time with Jesus, talking about Jesus, studying the word of God for the single reason that we might know Jesus better, that we might walk with him more intimately, that we might walk with him more obediently, that we might be more pleasing to him and in as much pleasing to our heavenly father and to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Romans 16. Man, Lord, we just thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness, Father. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this book of Romans. We thank you for the 15 chapters that we've taught through. Albeit, Lord, it seems like uh, never in a way that uh, as complete or as full or as meaningful by any means that it should have been, Father. But thank you, Father, for your mercy and your and your allowance, Lord, in using us to, to study your word and to teach your word, albeit as a as a clear, imperfect vessel that I am. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your mercy and your goodness. More than anything, we thank you for Jesus, our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you for becoming a human man for us, for living a perfect, righteous life on our behalf that we could never live, for dying a torturous death on our behalf that we should have died. We thank you that you're alive and risen and we worship you. Holy Spirit, again, we ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear, hearts that understand. As we open now into Romans chapter 16, the last chapter of this book, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. All right, golly, man. Romans 16, Lord willing, it ought to be two teachings. Today, uh, hopefully we'll do verses 1 to to 16, and uh, you're just going to see the incredible love of the Apostle Paul here. And, and, it, and it's interesting because you see an extremely firm man. You see one of the most intelligent men gifted with intellect that have ever walked the earth. Okay. Um, you see a zealous and passionate man. You see a man that's been firm and strong. As he said in the last chapter, I've written you quite boldly on some points. But now at the same time, you're going to see a man with an incredible compassion, an incredible love, uh, an incredible understanding of who his brothers and sisters in Christ are and what they've done. And you're going to, you're going to hear him commend them, men and women. You're going to see these incredible women that he, uh, 
that he's he's going to mention here and compliment. And you're just going to see the the very high view that Paul in the scripture has has of women. OK, um, I mean, it's uh, n- nothing brought more freedom uh, to, to women and, you know, and, and what uh, and the call of God on their lives than did Jesus and and then the Apostle Paul in preaching Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Romans 16, 1 to 16. I commend to you, our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Centuria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been a great help to many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Apennitus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Stachys. Greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermes, and the brothers with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Wow, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at that last statement. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Do you see the unity there? Do you see the unity that we're called to? As Christians, we, we, you know, we're called to, to be in unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are in, who are in other denominations. And, you know, there's not going to be any denomination in heaven. Okay. The reason we have 1100 denominations in Christianity and counting, mind you, which, which is, which is crazy, right? Is because we can't get along. Not going to be any denomination in heaven. Okay. If you didn't know that, you're not going to get to heaven. If you're a genuine Christian today and you're trusting the Christ and trusting in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins and the salvation of your soul, you're not going to get to heaven and say, I'm, I'm looking for the Baptists. I'm, I'm here with the Catholics. I'm an Episcopalian man. Um, I'm here with the Anglicans. Um, I'm looking for the Charismatics. It's not going to be like that. Okay. We're going to get along and, uh, all the churches of Christ send greetings and we need to do a better job in that. Now it's just something we are, uh, it's just, it's something that the church in 2023, I mean, we're, we're extremely divided and it's part of the reason it's, it's the greatest part of the reason that we lack power as a church. We have to agree. We must agree on the essentials of scripture. We must agree that the Bible is the word of God 
the only authority, the ultimate authority in our lives, right? We must agree that we have one God, one being, three separate individual distinct persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We must agree that all humanity is sinful. We must agree that only in Jesus Christ and in receiving him, trusting in him, relying on him, clinging to him alone, can we have the forgiveness of our sins, the salvation of our soul, deliverance from the wrath of God in eternal hell and to go to heaven when we die. We must agree on the essentials, but we need to agree to disagree on the non-essentials as Paul taught us in, uh, in, chapter, in chapter 14 and, uh, and, and love one another. And so when we, when we look here at this, at this chapter, it's, it's really incredible when you see the apostle Paul's heart and awareness of those in his life that are his brothers and sisters in Christ and an awareness of specifically how they're living in Christ. And you're going to see his, his tremendous commendation, his encouragement and his compliments to them for how they're living in Jesus, living for Jesus. Verse one, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Centria, which is close to Corinth. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. One of the most foolish things people say will say, and again, that's because they don't have an understanding, um, they haven't been taught properly, and they haven't been willing to learn, um, is to say that the Bible somehow degrades women, okay? Nowhere ever did the cause for women get a bigger blessing than in Jesus Christ our Lord and in the New Testament of the Scriptures. Anywhere, ever. Okay, the Apostle Paul has just finished dictating what many call the greatest piece of writing, the greatest piece of literature. Since human beings have been putting pen to paper this is the greatest thing that was ever written, the most profound thing that was ever written, this book of Romans. Let that sink in. Let that really sink in, okay? The most profound thing ever written since writing began is the 16 chapters of the book of Romans. And this letter is going to be delivered, not by a great man, not by a profound apostle, but the, the Apostle Paul, who wrote half the New Testament and just got through dictating the most profound revelatory writing in the history of mankind, is going to hand this to a woman, Phoebe, to be delivered to Rome. Yeah, apparently he has quite the trust in her, doesn't he? Apparently he is, uh, he's impressed with her. Look what he says. I commend to you, he's talking to the church in Rome, our sister Phoebe. Sister meaning that, that she is a Christian and in Jesus Christ, we're all part of the body of Christ. If Those of us who are genuinely saved and trusting in Jesus and have received him as our Lord and Savior. And we're brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? I commend to you, our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church, okay? She's a servant leader in the church, of Centuria, and again, 
that's 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 very close to Corinth, okay, where Paul is writing this letter from, okay, and she's clearly someone um, who was zealous for Christ and was a mature believer servant and, and a leader in Jesus Christ. For Paul to write what he writes, look what he says in verse two: "I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help." a great help to many people, including me. I don't know if you can have a better compliment than that, okay? So whoever this sister is, our sister Phoebe, our big sister Phoebe, this woman was a great help in Christ to many people and a great help to the Apostle Paul himself, so much so that he trusts her, her, she, to deliver this letter to the church in Rome. Okay. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have a low view of her, right? Obviously, he's not concerned that she's a woman. Okay. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. You notice he says saints there again. Biblically, saints are not just those super Christians or the popes. Every Christian who's truly saved, who is spiritually alive, who's trusting in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is a saint. Okay. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints. What does that mean? Receive her, welcome her, and to give her any help she may need from you, okay? That means help, give her hospitality, give her money, give her whatever she needs from you. And here's his blessing on her, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. So the instructions on Phoebe are clear. Receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, in the with the highest regard for her service to the body of Christ and give her any help she may need from you. Give her a place to stay, give her food, give her money, give this woman whatever she needs to walk out the call of God on her life. Yeah, right? It's my sister right there. I'm looking forward to talking to her when we get to heaven for she's been a great help to many people, including me. Look at verse three, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Could there have been any better than to be a fellow worker, the apostle Paul? Incidentally, again, verse three, Paul's view of women, Priscilla is the woman. Never in that day would you mention a woman's name ahead of her husband, okay? It was not done Right, you would say Aquila and Priscilla. Why does Paul say Priscilla and Aquila? And scholars say there can be little doubt. It's because Priscilla, although they are both devout Christians, they're an incredibly devout couple in the Lord. Priscilla would have been the one that was more zealous, that was more just intense for Christ, that was more all about the kingdom of God, right? Paul actually puts her name ahead of her husband. And again, to understand in biblical times, this would not have been done. It would have been a sign of tremendous disrespect. Paul mentions her first because his relationship with her and her service to Christ, again, would have been that even a little bit better than her husband. Okay. Uh, and again, this doesn't mean that Aquila was not. Aquila would have been a tremendous servant of God. And you see kind of a, a Christian married couple here, an example to every married couple of how we ought to be serving Christ. And they're called my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, okay? They, they, they're working in Christ so hard and for Christ so hard to advance his kingdom that Paul calls him my fellow workers. Look at verse four. They risked their lives for me. Wow. 
They risked their lives for the Apostle Paul in serving Christ. Okay, just being around Paul, you could risk your life, okay? Because he was so bold for Jesus that consistently his life was in danger because he was preaching the necessity and the exclusivity of Jesus Christ so so boldly and clearly. We don't really have that problem in the West, right? We get to freely preach Christ and our lives are not in danger. They risk their lives for me. And look what he says at the end. Not only I, not only me, Paul says, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful of them. What? Okay, so every great, every church, every Gentile church needs to be grateful to Priscilla and Aquila. Okay, they're Jews. Um, and yet he says all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Again, their service to the church, how they live their lives in serving the church and being a woman and man on the ground, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Paul says, every church that I've gone to and been to are grateful to them, have a true gratitude in their hearts for Priscilla and Aquila. There can be no better recommendation than you and your wife and your wife and you, you know, leave this life with this kind of statement made about you. Help us, Father. Wow, we thank you for these people. Verse five, greet also the church that meets in their house, okay? Again, Rome would have been made up uh, probably of several house churches. It would have only been house churches. There were no buildings yet. And house churches are good today. A building is a good thing, okay? But again, generally the smaller groups, what we generally look at as Bible study would have been more like what church would have been then, okay? Um, there would have been, again, a, a greater relational aspect of it. And that's what's important in the church. The church is not, what's important has nothing to do with the building or where you meet. It's the community that we have, right? Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Appendatus. And again, uh, he, he, wants to, he wants to greet. And he wants that Appendatus to know that he's thinking about him. So he's going to name all these relationships. And I believe seven of them are women, okay? And he's gonna point out their character and their service to Jesus. But he calls Apenitus my dear friend who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Do you remember your brothers and sisters in Christ like this? Do you have this love in your heart when you remember them that this great apostle has in his heart for his brothers and sisters in Christ? I mean, eh, that, that's what it means to be a Christian leader. Okay, to be a pastor or to be an elder or to be a deacon isn't to be a boss, isn't to lord it over the people. It's to love them and serve them, to exhort them, to build them up. Yes, to correct them and, and rebuke them, but to encourage them and to have them in your heart. And boy, have we, can, have we gotten off task in that. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus. Mm. Appendatus was the first convert to Christ and the province of Asia. And Paul knows that. That's pretty cool, right? Were any of us the first converts to Christ in, in America? Probably not, right? It's a joke. Certainly not, right? None of us ever were the first converts to Christ ever. But Appendatus was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. That's a, that's a fairly good distinction, right? Look at verse 6. This is a verse on its own. Greet Mary who worked very hard for you. Wow. Okay. Very hard. Now he's going to talk about other people who, who worked hard, 
This woman, Mary, and it's not the mother of Jesus, but greet Mary who worked very hard for you. Okay. So apparently there's a woman, Mary in, in Rome and, and Mary is a very common name. Uh, uh, from what I read, it was used for the Jewish people and the Gentiles. And she worked very hard for you. Worked very hard. Didn't just go to church, worked serving the body of Christ Monday through Sunday, serving her brothers and sisters in Christ, serving the kingdom of God, working hard as a Christian for Jesus. That's what a disciple does, right? Greet Mary who worked very hard for you. Again, look at how he highlights her as someone who worked very hard. I can't find a place where he talks about a man who worked very hard. Mm. I don't know what, what's wrong with Paul here, right? He says it as it is, and that's what the scripture does. Did you know that the first person to see the resurrected Christ was Mary Magdalene? Okay, it's amazing. It's one of the remarkable truths, again, because in that time, again, a woman's testimony didn't carry any validity, but yet the scripture makes it clear in John 20, the very first person to witness the resurrected Christ, a pretty important event, was Mary Magdalene, a woman. A woman. So again, no one rose, uh, gave status to women and raise the status of women, as did Jesus in the word of God, the scriptures. Wow. Greet Mary who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. Okay, these people are apparently Jewish because they're Paul's relatives. Um, and they were in prison with Paul. They were, they were in prison for the cause of Christ preaching Christ and being associated with Paul and agreeing with him. Um, and he says they are outstanding among the apostles. So we don't know exactly what Paul means here, that, that the apostles all agree that these are, these are outstanding disciples of Jesus and their walk with Jesus, their devotion to Jesus. They're extremely mature. They're selfless, right? Which is the probable meaning. But he could be saying that they themselves were apostles, Okay, it's more likely, again, that they were viewed by all the apostles as just uh, as selfless, Christ centered, extremely mature uh, disciples of Jesus Christ, grown ups in Jesus Christ. Boy, we need more of those. Help us, Lord Jesus. Wow. We need more like Andronicus and Junius, my relatives who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. They were saved before Paul himself. Verse 8, greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Again, again, by name. Obviously, he has a relationship with this man, and he, and he wants he, this, this man made it into the word of God because of his devotion to Jesus Christ. That's why Paul loves him. Notice he says, greet Ampliatus, let's say whom I love. Okay, whom I love in the Lord. Okay, we need to love everyone. Okay, but we ought to have our love ought to be deeper and more profound for those who are serving Jesus Christ in greater and greater measure. Our hearts ought to just be moved when we see brothers and sisters in Christ serving Jesus. And again, must have felt pretty good for Ampliatus to hear Paul mention his name. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Verse 9, greet Urbanus. Or Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, again, and, and my dear friend Stachis, my dear friend Stachis, 
our fellow worker in Christ. Okay, again, um, Urbanus is a, is, a, is a fellow worker. Paul acknowledges how, how he's working for Christ. Doesn't say very hard like Mary, but he is a worker, a fellow worker for Christ. Could that be said of you? Could that be said of me? Help us, Holy Spirit. Are you a fellow worker for Jesus Christ, our Lord? Wow. And my dear friend Stachis, again, imagine if you're Stachis and, 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 and you know that the great apostle Paul, your great father, your spiritual father has you on his mind. This is how we ought to be. There ought to be a love and a desire for our brothers and sisters in Christ and, our, and, and in our community, right? And, and, and we live in a church time where, regrettably, uh, very few pastors know the names of the people in their congregations. But we, we, we got to do better as, as ministers, as Christian leaders, as elders, as deacons, as, again, um, you know, we, we, need to, we need to know the names of the people that are in our fellowship and we ought to know them with love and adoration. Mm. And there, there ought to be an encouragement to them by name. Whew. Greta Pellis, tested and approved in Christ. Wow, what does this mean? Again, this could mean that, that Apellus went through some serious testing in his faith. And he's approved, right? Have you been tested and approved in Christ? Have you, have you gone through some difficult trials in life? Have you gone through some just very dark moments? Have you been tested and approved and held on to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Greet Apellus, tested and approved. Apellus passed the test. Never is it more important. It's always important to be holding on to Jesus, but when you're going through trials and difficulties, you need to run to him and cling to him all the more. Now, again, if you're clinging to him every day, that'll just be an extension of your life. Greta Pellis, tested and approved in Christ. Again, look at how Paul understands who Apellus is, and he understands obviously something very particular about his life. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. So again, perhaps Aristobulus had a, a home church and, you know, Paul wants you to greet all those who are a part of this household. Greet Herodian, my relative. Again, my relative, apparently Herodian is a, is a, is a Jewish person and Paul knows them by name. He's related to them, knows that he is in Rome. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Again, another house church perhaps. And, uh, you know, and uh, Paul wants, wants, wants to be, you know, wants them to know in the household of narcissists who's ever in there that he's thinking about them. Greet those in the household of narcissists who are in the Lord. So it, it would appear that, that everyone in that house was not saved, right? Okay. Everyone wasn't a Christian yet. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. There it is again. Um, okay, I actually missed one. I jumped over one, right? Greet those in the household of narcissists who are in the Lord. Look at verse 12. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Again, he's talking about women. He's affirming them. He's affirming their hard work in Christ. He names them as women by name. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work Work hard in the Lord. Look at the next one. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. You notice he distinguishes here. The Lord knows our work. The Lord knows exactly what we're doing and not doing, and we are going to be rewarded according 
to how we cooperated with the Holy Spirit, cooperated with Jesus and our Heavenly Father, and how we lived our lives in Christ, how we worked for Christ in this life. We're not saved by that, not by any means, but that will determine our reward in heaven, our position in heaven, how we experience heaven, right? Wow. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Okay, again, this ought to be our lifestyle of affirmation and encouragement and acknowledgement. We don't say it if it's not true. Again, another issue is that when we consistently give compliments to people and we talk about them working hard when they're not. So we don't do that, okay? We wanna simply speak the truth for where it is. When someone is not working hard, we encourage them to, to begin to working for Christ more. We all need to be working for Christ more. But when someone is working hard or very hard for Christ, we acknowledge it. Verse 13, greet Rufus chosen in the Lord and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Do you have Christian mothers? I'm blessed with a half dozen of them that, that care about me, that love me, that want me to eat right, that, that, that are encouraging, that are bold. I mean, they, they can be from, from 20 years old, you know, up to 70, right? Um, greet Rufus chosen in the Lord and his mother. Look at Rufus is chosen in the Lord, apparently a specific call, a, a, something specific, something profound. Um, the, the, this could be, scholars say, the son of Simon of Cyrene, Simon who carried Jesus's cross for him. I think it's in Mark 15. And his mother has been a mother to me, too. Again, a spiritual mother to the Apostle Paul. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas and the brothers with them. Again, he's naming these brothers in Christ, right? Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints with them, right? Again, look at, look at his names he's dictating here. Look at the Holy Spirit bringing to remembrance all of these people and how good it must have been for them to know that they were on the Apostle Paul's mind, obviously in his prayers. And look at verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. You notice he calls it a holy kiss, right? All throughout history, there's been a process of greeting someone or giving them a kiss on the cheek or a kiss on both cheeks. Paul calls it a holy kiss. Perhaps that's to say that to differentiate from a, from a, from a, you know, a normal kiss or an intimate kiss or something like that. But again, are you a kisser? Do you love people? Do you go and give people a kiss on the cheek? That's a good thing in Christ. If, if, you know, if there's a purity, if someone gives you a kiss on the cheek and, and sometimes Jesus will lead people just naturally to do that. Sometimes when I see your brother or sister, I'll give him a kiss on the cheek and it, it really is a holy kiss in my heart. I'm just, I'm blessed to see him, right? I'm happy to see him. I love him, right? Greet one another with a, a holy kiss, okay? This is a command here, okay? Now, again, it is a cultural thing. It's been a part of, of, of culture for all humanity, and it's still a good thing today, right? Obviously, you want there to be a purity in Christ of it, right? All the churches of Christ send greetings. Again, you just see the unity here that, again, we really need to, to work on in our lives. And, and in all the churches, we need to have greater unity we need to have absolute unity on the essentials and to agree to disagree on the non-essentials. So, wow. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, your grace on our lives. We thank you, Lord, just for uh, 
for this book of Romans. Father, we thank you, Lord, for Paul's heart. We thank you for moving on him, Holy Spirit, to remember, Lord, just to all his brothers and sisters in Christ. And we ask you to help us to do that, Father. We ask you to help us to be amongst those who work very hard for you, Jesus, and to be like Paul and to remember with love those are those of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are in relationship with and to be an encouragement to them, Father, to, to build them up, that they would know that we love them in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we ask you to seal this to our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.